Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, has the time come to rethink energy and how we access it? The utilities are often like, well, hey, well, hey, let's, you know, you're touching our electric power meter. That's, you know, originally where we're measuring the key interface between the grid and the home. And it's sacred and it's like, thou shalt not mess with that. However, they also realize that these things are coming. Distributed resources are coming fast and they need to have solutions for their customers to make it easier, better, faster, cheaper, uh, more palatable. Believe it or not, all energy that we use comes from the sun, whether it's the food we eat or the oil we use to power our economy. So why not just go right to the source? Our next guest, Whit Fulton, founder and CEO of Connector, believes that not only should we go directly to the source, but also that we have now the technology to do that for ourselves as consumers. We're going to talk with them about why that opportunity exists and whether now is the time for all of us to go solar. Whit, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Jonathan. So tell me a bit about what Connector does and why did you decide it was something worth doing as an entrepreneur? All right. So Connector, the the origins go way back in history. Um, I've been in the industry, you know, the electric power industry for about 20 years now. And I was working originally on sort of large scale renewable stuff like wind power and, you know, large scale gas power plants and things like that. And kind of realized that at some point there was a shift in the whole technology focus within the industry toward cleaner, smaller, you know, in my mind, better. And I really wanted to be part of that whole initiative. I moved from like sort of the large scale stuff to the small scale stuff. And the idea for this really came about when we were working with the utility and we were trying to put these solar power you know, plants on, on homes and there were batteries and there's all kinds of things that took a ton of time to wire in. A lot of the problems in the solar space have been solved already. You know, financing is much better now. Um, uh, the panel costs are way down. But the actual cost of wiring in this stuff into a home is still pretty high in a lot of cases. And because every home, if you think about it, is like a custom job. Because every home is different. And so these little custom jobs are very expensive, relatively speaking. So I was working with that utility, and we saw a meter change out. You know that meter on the side of your house? this a big bubble. It sort of sits there. And which is a meter of power. But behind that meter, there's basically a plug. It's just sitting there. And I thought, oh, that, we can just use that. That's the thing to use. It's a plug. It's a big plug. It's for the whole house. It's, you can get all the power right in there. And then you can just put the meter back in front of it. So that was the sort of initiative for the idea that we had. So we call this thing the connector. Uh, originally, originally, it was called the solar socket, but there are a lot of other things out there called solar sockets. So we sort of we differentiate a little bit. Um, and the idea behind the, the term Connector, just so everyone understands. It sounds like it's kind of a funny word, but it's actually Connect DER, where DER stands for Distributed Energy Resource. So that can be solar panels. It can be an electric vehicle like a Tesla. Um, it can be a battery storage pack. And these are things that are small, can go anywhere on the grid and produce power that is fed back into the grid. So if I'm sitting in a house and and I'm tired of paying these utility bills, or if I decided I want to get an electric car, which by the way, I think the next five to 10 years, most of us are going to have electric cars, the way the industry's changing. How does your technology help consumers do this more effectively? Well, we do a couple things. The, the primary uh, idea behind the technology is right now, if you, the standard way of connecting an electric vehicle or solar panels to your house 
is through the service panel where all your circuit breakers are. Mm-hmm. That can be in the basement, it can be in the garage, it can be in the West Coast, it's oftentimes on the outside of the house, which is great for them. But for those of us poor suffering souls on the East Coast where it's all inside the house, it means a lot of extra wiring, penetrations. Sometimes they're in finished basement spaces. So you punch through that and you leave all this you know, dust everywhere. And there are two problems with that. One is the extra wiring. And two is all the logistics of actually having to be there when the customer, have the customer be home when the solar guy comes to install. I see. So your technology just basically goes around all that by affixing to the outside of the house where the utility junction is so that I don't have to rewire my house. I can just put your box in. That is exactly right. So basically we created a plug and play solution that sits behind your electric power meter which means we have to work with utilities on this, which you know oftentimes are you know are very concerned about the metering itself, and so we have a you know great relationship with the number of utilities we work with. But we'll get into that in a minute. Um, but at the end of the day, what you're doing is you're connecting everything on the outside of the house. No more worry about penetration wiring or you know service panel upgrades, which sometimes are needed in order to support the additional power. This sounds to me like a, a great example of an entrepreneur starting a business um, based on something that they're they're passionate about. Is what's your biggest challenge? Is it utilities don't want to get consumers in the middle? I mean, what what is the biggest challenge? Because this business sounds to me like a kind of logical thing to do. The biggest challenge is really about the fact that we have two major stakeholders that we work with, and those are the utilities and the solar installers. In places where the solar installers, you know, get the idea, and typically they get it right away. They're like, "This is awesome. We love this. We want to use this. Let's go and do it." The utilities are often like, well, hey, whoa, hey, let's, you know, you're touching our electric power meter. That's, you know, originally where we're measuring the key interface between the grid and the home. And it's sacred and it's like, thou shalt not mess with that. However, they also realize that these things are coming. Distributed resources are coming fast and they need to have solutions for their customers to make it easier, better, faster, cheaper, uh, more palatable. And so the whole tide of utilities slowly turning toward finding ways to work with DERs more effectively. Um, And at the same time, in order to do that, they say, okay, great, within this device, can you give me some more metering or some more ways to interact with those DERs as they get connected? So we have a smart version of the device that does that. The challenge there is some installers see that as stepping on their turf. Mm. Because as soon as the utility starts measuring that and working with it, some of the installers say, you know, I really don't want the utility in my business. You know, this this is not great for me. So in the places where we've had great success, like Vermont and uh, Hawaii and Arizona, each one of them has found a way for the installers and the utility to come together and say, oh, well, you guys get this and you guys get this. This is awesome for both of us. Let's do it. Which is what you ultimately have to do. Before I let you go, Whit, um, is now a, a moment where people, notwithstanding <laughs> protestations, we should protect the coal industry. I mean, is now is now a time we really, as consumers, should be going solar? If you're in D.C. proper, absolutely. The D.C. government has passed some terrific legislation which really supports solar for customers. Um, uh, the paybacks are very, very quick. And if you have any interest whatsoever, I highly uh, encourage you to go check out you know your local solar installer. Uh, Maryland and Virginia are both also great markets for it. Not quite as great as D.C. because incentives are quite as good. Um, Maryland is sort of be second tier, but still a great place to go solar. In Virginia, we are so close to getting some policy support for solar. Maybe not this year, maybe next year, um, in which case I think the economics will really jump up. Well, you mentioned the involvement of government. Give me an example of what they're doing right now to help you help consumers. Well, I definitely want to put a plug in for what's happening here in D.C., the Solar for All program. 
Um, uh, we've been doing a pilot with Pepco, um, a great installer called Grid Alternatives, which provides solar for low-income households that may not otherwise be able to get that. Um, uh, we've managed to lower the cost on average of installs by about $500, which is a really big deal for a lot of these customers. And uh, Pepco's reviewed the device and uh, you know has, made, has suggested some changes they'd like to see before we can take it into larger. Um, uh, Grid Alternatives has been a fantastic reviewer, and it's just been a terrific experience all around. Meanwhile, again, great opportunity to learn about another entrepreneur here in town making things happen. Wood Fulton, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks to our sponsor, Tandem Product Academy. If you're looking to grow a software technology business and you're past your first five employees or your first half a million dollars in revenue, their free educational program will teach you how to grow your business. Supported by a broad group of our region's leading business organizations and local governments, Tandem Product Academy is free to participants. Learn more at tandeminnovate.com. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan, online writer Barbara Ulrich, Music provided by two D.C. region bands, two-car living room, and the Sunbathers. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening. See you next time.